Some of the information contained in this episode of Novell Open Audio has changed since the episode was originally released. Specifically, the GroupWise engineering team is creating a tool for managing appointments affected by the daylight savings time shift. Our February 26th episode of Novell Open Audio features Ken Muir, Director of Engineering for GroupWise, and he talks about this tool in that episode. The rest of this episode will give you a full background on what the daylight saving time change is and how it will affect GroupWise customers. We've left this episode completely intact so that you can get the full record of what we spoke about in the original daylight saving time episode for GroupWise on Novell Open Audio. This is a Novell Open Audio special alert for GroupWise customers. Welcome to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on inside and around the Novell universe. I'm your host, Ted Hager, and I'm sitting in right now with Gregory Webb, who is the lead marketing manager on the GroupWise product line. Welcome, Gregory. Thank you, Ted. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, we had you come in here, and you said you really wanted to get something out here. What you are describing to me sounds like it's something that is probably more urgent even than what we saw with the year 2000 change, when the whole Y2K thing went around with software. Let us know what's going on. So, Ted, thanks for giving us the opportunity to come in and talk to you today. This is an important topic and one that I appreciate that we can talk in this forum on Open Audio with our customers. It is in regard to the changes in daylight savings time that will impact our group-wise customers. We have taken opportunity in the past to attempt to communicate this to our base, to let them know about how severe this problem is. And we've brought in a couple of the experts today, including uh, some folks from product management and Novell technical support to give us some of the details. I'm certainly aware that as we communicate out through the different marketing mechanisms, including the NGW list and Cool Solutions, some of the blogs that we host on Novell.com, the Cool Blogs, and other places, including a site that we developed in November of last year on the product homepage that give details about what we're doing and and why customers need to be concerned. I'm mostly concerned, Ted, that our customers are not aware of this. You're saying you've communicated a whole bunch of different ways, but you're here at Novell Open Audio and you're going out through a bunch of other media as well to make sure that any group-wise customer that hasn't paid attention yet, like maybe they overlooked this, yeah, whatever, daylight savings time, that they actually look at this one, they listen to this one and understand that it's going to impact not just their IT department, but it's going to impact their end users. That's absolutely correct. Okay, so who do we have that we can talk to about this, get a little bit better idea of what the actual technical problem people are going to see is? Well, we'd like to welcome today to the studio, we've got Bill Prey here, Novell GroupWise product manager, and Alex Evans from Novell Technical Support. Great. So let's talk to Bill. Welcome, Bill. Thank you for taking the time to come in and talk with us. We know you have a lot going on as you look after the Bonsai release. Tell us about what's going on, though, in terms of this daylight savings time change. Thanks, Gregory. Well, the recent passage of the U.S. Energy Policy Act of 2005 has extended daylight savings time for three weeks in March and for one week in the fall in October. And so what this has done is this has created a situation that in messaging clients, GroupWise, Exchange, Notes, all the ones that are out there, that they draw on universal time. And so what they do is they draw on the local machine time, translate that to universal time so that when that appointment is scheduled and goes out – that it translates to the local machine that receives it. The problem is, with this extension, for those three weeks in the spring now and the one week in the fall, that offsets those times for an hour unless 
those workstations have received the appropriate patches from the various operating system vendors. And to get really specific on this, Bill, we're talking last year, it was April 2nd that we changed to daylight savings time in the U.S. and North America. This year, it's March 11th. So we're looking at that as the three-week period. We've rolled back from April into March, almost a month in consideration, but really three weeks that we have there. And then we add another week at the end. So instead of being what it was last year, October 29th, we're looking now at being November 4th. Exactly, Ted. That's that's right on. But it's really, we're getting close to that three-week period where people's appointments could actually be, if their workstations aren't patched, could be affected by this, and they might have miscoordination between different people if, if some workstations are patched and others aren't, right? And it does go beyond that. There's some server patches, and uh, fortunately, we have Alex here to explain a little more in detail the technical aspect. But the overall issue is that you could have end users with their appointments off for a full hour during these week time period. And the hard part is, is is you don't know whether those appointments came from a patch machine or not a patch machine. The various vendors have chosen to release those patches in different ways. For example, Microsoft has patches for their OSs, but they are not mandatory downloads yet. And so, you know, whether or not a machine has been patched is unknown. You're saying like Windows XP. If you're using Windows XP or Windows 2000 workstations, the catalog of different patches that they're going to have. This is not a critical update. This one shows up as just an update in the list that is an option, and the user actually has to opt in to get the patch. Under the current methodology that they're providing it, that's it. Why does that affect GroupWise? So GroupWise client for Windows, when it runs on that machine, will draw from that machine's operating system time. And if that machine has not been updated, then it won't know that the appointment that it's sending out for that three-week period in the spring and one week in the fall is now offset by an hour. And so it will translate that time to UTC incorrectly. So GroupWise actually on the back end stores in UTC or Universal Time Coordinated, which is pretty much Greenwich Mean Time without any uh, offsets for daylight savings time or anything. It uses UTC. And the workstation does the job of providing what the local translation is for wherever that workstation is. Exactly. And keep in mind, it's not just workstations. It's also mobile devices, all the various things where email resides as a client. It's going to draw from that local device or hardware to get that information. Is this issue specifically a U.S. issue, or does it affect other countries? It's more to the U.S. and Central and Latin America that choose to adopt it. It's being adopted on a country-by-country basis, although it really is worldwide because those who interface, international companies that work with U.S. companies, etc., have the same issue because an appointment sent from a U.S. company to an international company without a patched machine is going to have the same offset issue. And there are countries like Australia that also are doing sort of a try and see if it works for them well, three-year period trial, and some things like that. So it really, think, you do yeah. have to know. You, it's not just, hey, I'm not in the U.S., I'm not affected. If your company spans into the U.S., or if your country that you're actually based in is one of the countries that has also done some similar measures, this could affect you there as well. Correct. So this is really critical because, you know, it could really upset your end users and really create problems in the, you know, if they are expecting to have meetings at certain times and they've made all these arrangements. And you can imagine the logistics that could be upset in scheduling special meetings, etc. if 
the time is not communicated correctly. Ted, just think how this can impact our, us at Novell. We've got brain share right in the middle of this from the 18th to the 23rd of March. That's smack dab in the middle of this. And any executive who came to BrainShare and had their appointments off by an hour, they're going to feel a lot of pain. Yeah, they missed that critical meeting with Intel or somebody like that. And those people are sitting there saying, where were you? Or this could also happen. I mean, mean, it's important, I think, to understand that this could also happen to anybody working on any mail system that uses the operating system for queuing. Most of them are going to use that because it's a standard operating system service. So it's not really a group-wise defect you're talking about. It's really just a legislative change that's happened in the different countries that has affected the software. And if you haven't patched your operating systems, challenge is going to be laid down. That's exactly it, Ted. It spans all the major email messaging systems. Now, the other thing on this is it sounds like if uh, you have some people that are doing self-management of workstations, you could have people knowing that this is coming up updating their workstations, sending appointments to other people, those other people haven't updated their workstations without a standardized environment. You could get into a real bad situation where there's no telling who got the right time and the wrong time out of some 200 people that you put on this all-hands meeting or something. You're exactly right. In the initial feedback that we're getting from customers who are already dealing with this and testing in their environments, they're seeing that happening, including within Novell. And so that's why it's such a concern for us. We want to reach out to the customers and give them some ways that they can address this. All right, let's do that then. Let's take and talk to Alex then. Alex is here, Worldwide GroupWise Support Engineer, and he's really the expert in this space. He has been tracking this stuff for a number of months, if not years. Alex, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Would you take a minute and tell us, how do we fix this then? How do our customers fix this? Sure. As Novell's designated Daylight Savings Time whipping boy, I've been tracking this for a while. So basically, our customers, they're facing an issue here that they need to be aware of and as soon as possible. The sooner they get this done, the better, the more it's going to minimize the effects of the issue going forwards. Like we've already mentioned, GroupWise takes its time primarily for much of the things it does from the workstation time zone. Whether that's Linux, Mac, or Windows, it's the same story. So the most important consideration for our customers is to make sure that those workstations get patched. Microsoft, like we already said, have had an optional patch that's out there. It will be becoming a mandatory patch quite shortly. So a lot of customers are going to get this whether they know about it or not, but they need to be aware that they've had it. Part of the trick on this, it sounds to me, Alex, is that the sooner you get this thing applied, the less risk you have of having these time shifts by having people on different machines. If you can standardize your workstations, you're getting ahead of the game before Microsoft actually makes us a mandatory patch, correct? Exactly. I mean, if we get ahead of the game, our experience is that users are normally scheduling things out maybe two weeks in advance. So if we can kind of preempt that, get the patches applied and all the other updates done before that, then the number of appointments that fall into this four-week period is going to be minimized. Now, when you say that kind of thing there, those people who are scheduling ongoing appointments, you know, that recurring meeting that happens every Monday or whatever, if it's spanning across that period, those three weeks in the spring or even that one week in the fall, they will need to actually reschedule those appointments, resend them out in order to get them so that they are not affected by this change, right? Exactly correct. Once the workstation patches are applied, the times on these appointments that fall into that four-week period will appear to be an hour off from the ones of the previous week, let's say. So those will need to be resent, and anything else that falls in that four-week period too 
if the workstation wasn't patched. And the problem does come down to the way that we and everyone else stores appointments, and that's that we're using UTC. When we stored that UTC, the client applied what was at that time maybe the correct calculation on it, but is now the incorrect calculation because of the daylight savings time change. So the workstation is sort of doing this thing where if I sent an appointment for March 13th to somebody, the workstation was actually looking ahead in its local calendar, calculating what UTC would be, then sending that to the back-end server. It gets posted in UTC there. Then the workstation gets patched. So even on my own calendar, I would see the workstation I sent for 9 o'clock on the 13th moving to, uh, say, 8 o'clock on the 13th because it was spring forward and everything got shifted, right? Correct. Okay, Alex, so that gets the majority of the workstations out there. Most of them are going to be Windows workstations. Of course, Novell is trying to push more and more SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop 10, and uh, there may be also Novell Linux Desktop 9 workstations out there. Then there's also Macintosh machines, because there is a group-wise client for Macintosh. Are those machines also affected by this, and is the patch also, in those cases, a optional patch, or is it an actual pushed critical patch? Absolutely, yes. Those workstations are affected by this problem, and there are patches available. Um, Macintosh have got, or Apple, I should say, have got a security patch for their issue, and we've issued auto-update patches for the desktops um, and the server. I need to include that in here, too. So if you're registered with Novell Customer Center on any of the SUSE Linux Enterprise line of products you should be covered by the automatic patches coming down. Exactly, yes. Okay, and Apple's done a similar thing there. So really, that takes care of those minority workstations. They may be already patched in a lot of organizations. Let me ask you this one. As far as getting the patches out there to the Windows workstations, what kind of techniques can people do to first check and see which ones have the patches on there, and second deploy the patches to the ones that are not. How does somebody get to a standardized environment quickly without having to run around with their uh, Nikes on and go to all the different workstations? I guess the best bet from a Novell customer's point of view, if they've already got Zenworks, would be to leverage their existing Zenworks infrastructure. That would be an excellent way to go. Otherwise, I guess... Customers, administrators are going to be relying on people either having automatic updates on the Windows workstations. So when this patch does become mandatory, it gets rolled out automatically. And if you don't have Zenworks patch management available to you, if you haven't bought that already or anything, you could deploy that. But you also might have a different management solution. And something like maybe a LAN desk, an Altiris, even Microsoft's own patch tools any one of those is a valid way of getting it out there, just so long as you have a push technology to get it out there, right? Correct. And what about the things like administrative tools and that kind of stuff? Is it just the end-user stuff where you got to hit those workstations out there, or do some of the other tools have to be updated as well? No, absolutely. We, everything needs to be updated here. So the biggest impact as we see it is appointments, calendar book things, but there are other places where we apply timestamps and they're applied at the server. So there are certain changes we need to make. There's a netware patch to update your netware time zone information. That needs to be applied so that your agents running on the servers are going to be using the correct time zone definitions and the correct times. Um, and the same applies if you're using a Linux or Windows servers for GroupWise as well. GroupWise contains hard-coded time zone definitions. 
on the server side. They need to be updated in console one to reflect the new daylight savings time rules. We have a TID out there that describes which time zones need to be changed and which changes need to be made. So that's inside of the actual administrative tools for GroupWise. Those actually have interfaces that are also going to have time zone specific information. This affects things like timestamps that are applied, you know, delivery timestamps on the emails, which is written by the POA, um, timestamps in the headers of internet mails, this kind of thing. And the other important change that we made is in WebEx. I want to really quickly let our listeners know POA is post office agent. That's the thing that your GroupWise clients are connecting to, to right, right to the databases. What about the web access interfaces as well? It would seem like those would also be affected by this because they're also presenting user interfaces. Correct. So it's been possible to create appointments in web access for many, many years. The problem that we faced was that the time zone definitions in web access have been hard-coded. So this change meant that we had to either make changes to the web access hard-coded time zones or change the architecture completely. We chose to change the architecture so that web access would take the time from the domain. The domain being the thing where I just said you need to change your time zone definitions in console one, that's for the main part, for web access. So web access will take the correct time zones. So you got a little bit of an improvement going on inside the actual base code of GroupWise just from this. It became a little more modular. Mm, Very nice. It is nice. So that change was made in GroupWise 701 IR1, which we released back in December. And it was also in the Rev-E patch for 657. A lot of people have been missing that and applying the incorrect patch. It's actually the Rev-E FTF, which is a beta patch. And we can link to that from this episode. One other question then, prior versions of GroupWise to those uh, that you've mentioned, Mm -hmm. are those going to have any kind of patch at all for this? No, they're not. Okay. So those customers who have kind of wondered, what's the reason I should upgrade? I I see all these features and things like that. This is one of those things where if you're not on the latest version, if you're on one of these older versions beyond the, what did you say? It was 6.5, correct? 6.5, correct. If you're on some version older than that, if you're still hanging out on GroupWise 5.5 or something like that, jump on it. This is uh, one of those things that you won't see the update for unless you actually upgrade to the latest version. Correct. So with the things that you've said there, we can link to those things. That's the administrator side. But we started this whole conversation saying that end users could have this problem. And what Bill described to us a little while ago, Alex, was that a user who's on a patched workstation sending an appointment and a user looking at it from an unpatched workstation, they'll have a time difference, even if they're in the same time zone. And vice versa, if somebody's on an unpatched workstation, they're going to be sending appointments that get time stamped incorrectly because the workstation isn't patched. Correct. It seems like end users are still going to possibly have appointments that have been sent that are going to be affected by this one way or another. They may shift by an hour, and even if the whole organization is shifted by an hour, that's probably still something that we want to fix. Those recurring appointments, those appointments mm-hmm. that we sent before we got patched. Is there anything that an end user can do? It sounds like your administrators are going to have to let everybody know, hey, watch these three weeks now and watch this one week in November for any appointments that fall in those weeks and make sure that the times are correct or resend the appointments now that your workstation is patched. Exactly right. There's not very much that we can do, unfortunately. And to make it clear, it's not just this year you'll need to be checking. It's every year from here forward. 
If you've been scheduling things for five years out, you need to be checking appointments five years out. In the past, we had a tool called the Appointment Time Adjuster, which we made available. From memory, I want to say 5.2, group-wise 5.2 days, because there was some daylight savings time changes in Europe at that time that we made available to customers so that they could run it at the back end to change en masse all their appointments, shift it by an hour. From experience, we found that hasn't been a good route to go. It's caused just as many problems as it fixed. The problem that we have is that we have no way of knowing when a workstation was patched. Administrators, for the most part, don't really know when a workstation was patched. If users have gone out and applied the optional update themselves, they've been using workstations from home connected to their mailbox at the office, they've been using a POP client, an IMAP client, they've been using web access that's been patched or against a web access that hasn't been patched. We have a whole mismatch of appointments in the database. A tool would actually have to be able to determine not just when the workstation was patched, Patched because you could have been on various workstations when exactly. you sent that appointment. The appointment would actually have to have information about what workstation was used for this or whether it was web access or whatever. So you've got a whole bunch of variables right there. There's really not a way of nailing it down to say Correct. this was sent from a patched workstation or an unpatched workstation. On the back end, it's just all UTC, universal time coordinated. Exactly. And there's no way of knowing whether it came from workstation A, B, or C. That's really not part of what we worry about, correct? Correct. We really looked hard at how we could produce a tool or if we could somehow give something to our customer base to solve the problem. But as Alex mentioned, our experience was that it really just created more problems. And so uh, what we felt is more important is to communicate out to them, get the awareness level up, help them understand We know some of our competitors are saying that they have tools, but their tools suffer from the same complications. And so it's going to be the same issue and the same challenge for them also. And their tool is just going to be just as ineffective in resolving the issues. So it's really important that the administrators understand that, you know, there is no ready tool for this kind of issue. This is just going to be one of those challenges in the IT world where you're going to have to make some changes in the environment, understand where your patch levels are, and encourage your end users to be very careful in understanding about what appointments they've sent and accepted. So, Bill, what you're saying then is cutting right to it. I know that Microsoft put out some kind of tool for the end user to, or some kind of tool that allows for fixing this kind of thing, and they've, they've made some claims about it. What you're saying is this tool would actually suffer from the same problems we're saying here, where it doesn't know when the workstation was patched necessarily. It doesn't know whether the appointment was sent from a patched workstation or not. So unless there were an extremely well-controlled patch environment going on, you're not going to actually have enough knowledge to make a tool like that work, no matter what messaging system you're on. You're exactly right, Ted. What we discovered in addition was that even when customers ran the tool and they fixed maybe 80% of the appointments, it didn't stop them having to check all 100% of the appointments to ensure that the time was correct. So in the long run, they're saving zero effort on the side of the users in verifying appointment times. So my solution on this one, just this is just me coming up with a way of jimmying this together, is tell a user to create a search, turn it into a folder, find all appointments that fall between date X, uh, say on the, in this case it would be March 11th and uh, the time that the, it was supposed to change this year, which was probably somewhere right around April 3rd, April 1st or something like that. Find all appointments sent by that user at that time and then go and inspect those appointments 
for those dates to make sure that they're showing up with the correct time and don't do this only after the patch has been applied to the workstation. Correct. Some other things that'll help is if the users actually put the time that they intend for it to be scheduled within the message body so that everybody's clear because you don't know if the person receiving it is on a patch machine or not. And so that helps that person know exactly what time you intend. That's something to put in the subject line, you know. If this shows up at 8 o'clock on your calendar, you're supposed to be here at 7. That's right. So sounds like it's one of these things where it's every once in a while these kind of things come up in the IT world where you have to actually, as the IT administrator, you have to diplomatically go out there and inform end users that, hey, you're going to get goofed by this. And you have to send out that message that says... This is something that the software couldn't know was going to come along because it's a legislative change that happened. Correct. That's exactly it. And really, I guess at the end of it all, we have to look at this and sort of say that because the patch was not made a mandatory patch somewhere around August 9th when this uh, you know, went into effect, when this was signed into law in the U.S., because this wasn't a mandatory patch, a critical update from Microsoft back then, There's no way of knowing in an organization, unless that organization was proactive and said, we're going to take that optional patch and make it mandatory in our organization through our patch management software, whatever that is, that in that case, you've got to get on top of it. That's right. In fact, Ted, we've actually created a sample document that will help end users walk through how to do that, how to create a folder to be able to query whether or not those are in there, as well as a sample communication that an IT or group-wise administrator can send out to his or her end users describing what the problems are and how they can be resolved. So in other words, from what Bill described on trying to make this tool and seeing that it was there's just too many variables, you couldn't have a 100% hit rate, you guys are making it so that it's as much of a cookbook process for an administrator so that they can do the diplomacy, the forceful diplomacy, if we will, and also give the user the kind of the idiot's guide to making sure your appointment dates are correct. That's right. And we'll make sure that you have that so we can get it posted to the Open Audio site in conjunction with this Open Audio podcast. So the last thing that the users are probably going to have to do is just make sure that their work schedule has been updated. So this is in the client under tools, options, date and time. There is their work schedule which is normally, I guess in the US, 8 to 5. That will have shifted to 7 to 4 in many cases, so your users need to change that so that when other users are busy searching them or they're looking in their own calendar, the correct times are grayed out. Okay, and in that case right there, is that also in your document, Gregory? It is. Alex, I really appreciate your technical information on how to handle some of these problems, as well as, Bill, what the problem actually looks like, what it's going to affect end users like. Thanks, both of you, for coming in. And, Gregory, thank you very much for getting this important notice out to our customers. You're welcome. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. Thank you. This has been a Novell Open Audio special alert for GroupWise customers. Please do pay attention to the links that are on the website that will lead you to the information that we talked about in this alert. 